There's still time to play Shop, Play, Win Monopoly at Safeway. With over $230 million in prizes and money-saving offers, game ends May 4th. Satisfy your thirst with Coca-Cola, bubbly or sparkling ice. Take a snack break with Sargento Cheese or Ritz and serve up fun with Pop-Tarts. Increase your chances to win. Shop these bonus ticket items specially tagged in-store. Download the Shop, Play, Win app to play today. No purchase necessary. See rules at www.shopplaywin.com. Hasbro is not a sponsor of this promotion. Praise your listeners before correcting them. Hi, and welcome to the Preaching Points podcast for this week. I'm your host, Brian Hedinger. And if you enjoy our weekly podcast, you may also be interested in our quarterly audio journal for preachers called Pulpit Talk. Each issue discusses various topics which will help you develop preaching excellence. Pulpit Talk lets you listen to sermons, lets you learn from faculty critiques, and helps you hear from master preachers about their own sermon preparations. Our 2013-2014, Volume 12, included preaching historical books, hermeneutics and preaching, preaching grace, and preaching in the urban church. You'll find this resource, Pulpit Talk, and more at the Center for Preaching website. Go to gordonconwell.edu slash preaching. That's gordonconwell.edu slash preaching. Now, this week, we're going to join faculty member Dr. Matt Kim as he encourages preachers to follow Jesus' example by praising their listeners before rebuking or correcting them. There is a temptation in every preacher to begin and end every sermon with correction. That's right. Didn't Paul say in 2 Timothy 3.16 that all Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. He did say that. So, we naturally begin and end every sermon with correction, rebuke, and training in righteousness, because it's good for them. They need to be shaken up with some scolding, we say to ourselves. And while our responsibility as preachers is to teach, rebuke, correct, and train in righteousness, to equip the saints for good works. I'm not so convinced that every sermon needs to start out with such stern exhortation. Perhaps we could be gentle in our preaching in general and praise our listeners before we correct them. As I read the book of Revelation, in particular Jesus' messages for the seven churches in Asia, he isn't always so quick to rebuke and correct as we can be prone to do. In fact, not always, but Jesus begins with praise and then moves to correction. Here are a few examples. He says to the church in Ephesus, I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked men, that you test those who claim to be apostles but are not, and have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name, and have not grown weary. That's the praise. Yet, I hold this against you. You have forsaken your first love. Remember the height from which you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. Praise and then correction. Let's see another example. To the church in Pergamum, Jesus makes this observation. I know where you live, where Satan has his throne. Yet you remain true to my name. You did not renounce your faith in me, even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness who was put to death in your city, where Satan lives. 
There's the praise. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. So again, we see praise and rebuke. To the church in Thyatira, Jesus says, I know your deeds, your love and faith, your service and perseverance, and that you are now doing more than you did at first. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, praise and correcting in righteousness. And yes, while Jesus doesn't always follow this pattern, there is something to be said about offering praise to our listeners first before correcting them. It's an attitudinal shift that we're after. I still remember when the honeymoon period at my church began to fade. We were now in the thick of ministry. I saw a lack of hunger and desire in my church for God and apathy that exuded week after week. And that can take its toll on a pastor. We can get weary we can get sidetracked. We can become negative in our preaching. And without even knowing it, my sermons had become weekly bombs where I sent off missiles to the church by scolding them and rebuking them and correcting them in every sermon from beginning to end. And it was only when someone pulled me aside one Sunday and asked me if I was all right. Yes, I'm all right, I said. Then why do you sound so angry at us? Ah, uh, I learned a great lesson that day. As a general disposition, people need to know they're loved before they want instructions on how they ought to change. We can praise our listeners first for the ways they are being faithful to God before we rebuke and correct and train in righteousness. So this week, let's give it a try. Praise your listeners before correcting them. Thanks, Matt. That's a good word. Dr. Matt Kim on this week's Preaching Points podcast. And we want to thank you for listening to our weekly podcast from the Haddon W. Robinson Center for Preaching at Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary. Every week we try to offer brief reflections on preaching that will point you toward preaching excellence. I'm Brian Hedinga, and I hope you listen in again next week to Preaching Points. Preaching Points.